The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West, Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Good Friday morning and welcome into another edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yow, Mo Patton, the lustrous potentate, Coach Mike, and of course, Andrew Moore who comes in and hangs out with us on Fridays, is very appreciative we are of his help and his presence. Andrew, did you Google the lustrous potentate? That was your homework. And I, I think I failed. <laughs> I, got, I got about halfway there. and Well, supposedly it's he, a position of a lot of power, but I have yet to quite figure out where that power is. So. <laughs> You, you get to choose whether something's funny or not. Yeah. And typically you choose me not being funny, and I don't like it. Oh, no. you, also, you also get to choose who's heard and who isn't. That's so, true. I you mean, have quite the power. You, I guess, yeah. Just be sure and use it for good. <laughs> you got the power. I can't let, I can't my, let my evil side have fun. <laughs> not on this show. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe when, maybe. I'll keep it reined in. <laughs> Maybe on some other shows, but not this one. Um, got a good show for you today. Uh, as you can see on Facebook and on Twitter, we have the little uh, coming up tab, I guess. We've got the rundown, obviously, in this segment. We've got Seth Anderson joining us from uh, CA Softball. In the next segment, we've got Jeff Hem, Nashville Sounds play-by-play man. Uh, in the next hour, and we'll have T. Willie as well to talk NASCAR at 1045. So stick around for today's show. We've got a lot to talk about, including some coaching news. First and foremost, the, the news of the day, Mo. Uh, yeah, um, came down yesterday evening. Um, Jeremy Jean has been named the new girls girls basketball coach down at Summertown. Um, you know, we had a story on the website uh, a little over a week ago, I guess it was, that Katie Embry is taking over the girls' program out at South Gibson in Medina, Tennessee. Not Medina. But, um, Jeremy Jean will be taking over down there. He most recently, well, actually his only head coaching um, job was at Forest over in Chapel Hill. Been there for 12 years. Yeah, one had seven twenty win seasons in 12 years over at Forest. Stepped down last spring. You know, it was one of those get out of school, get home. You know, everybody's at home with the pandemic and that kind of thing and realize, you know what, I kind of like this. You know, 
two kids at the time, five and three, realized that, you know, all the running back and forth was kind of taken away from some family time, and they live in Summertown. Right. He and he and his wife Beth, who is a former Lady Eagle. It's it's not an it's not a short trip from Chapel Hill to Summertown every day. No, no, it's not a short trip. <laughs> no, it's a, but it will be a short trip from his house to the school every day. So uh, yeah, he's he's looking forward to that. So again, um, former. Forest girls basketball coach Jeremy Jean taking over the Summertown program. Um, meanwhile, we still have four basketball coaching openings in Murray County. Kalioka girls, Mount Pleasant boys and girls, and Central girls. And all have been open for roughly two months. Well, I'll take that back. Mount Pleasant boys and girls have not been open quite that long it but, just feels but, like not, it. but they have been open for more than 10 days which is about how long <laughs> summertime was open well and, and we knew that right i mean now, yeah, you're now, talking there, that's a that is what it is it is what it is it's there are extenuating circumstances more in some of those situations and others but the fact remains i mean The sense of urgency has been lacking to my way of thinking. Now, if somebody wants to correct me on it, that's fine. We're here. I'm easily reachable. But other schools deal with some of the same issues, and they manage to get these situations taken care of. Mike, hmm. My biggest question is, did you not have any anybody in mind when you made the change? Well, now, to be fair. And if you did. You know, maybe, maybe Kalioka wasn't expecting a change. Right. With Derek oh, that's, not what, I'm talking, that's not oh, what I'm talking about. I'm oh. talking about Mount Pleasant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you I've, always, of, I've always said, if you're going to fire somebody, you need to have some kind of idea of who you're going to hire. You, you better have somebody. Now, Columbia Central and Kalioka are in unique situations. Not necessarily unique for Kalioka with the coach resigning, but they are in different situations that are not uncommon. Um, but they are more difficult to deal with. Well, when you're talking about the lack of faculty positions. Yes, that 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 is, you know, that that happens. Sometimes you are kind of captive of that. The central situation is unique in and of itself. Yeah, that that is a weird situation. So, I mean, it is that one is what it is. I mean, you just have to wait until there's some clarity at the top before you can worry about hiring employees, no matter what they're supposed to be teaching, coaching or doing. And hope that there are employees to hire. (laughs) By the time you Whenever get that clarity get done, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on right now in uh, in our coverage area for both the website and the radio station. Um, so, because now uh, we are, I guess Franklin County is has hired a softball coach. I wonder have they hired a boys basketball coach? I have not heard. Have not heard. 
So, so my assumption is they have not. Yeah. I mean, so there, there are a lot of basketball jobs open right now. If you're a basketball coach, you can probably find one. I know Murfreesboro dealing with a lot of these Riverdale girls open Seagull girls. Uh, Riverdale are, girls open again. Yeah. Uh, or Sie- Seagull has hired a coach. Uh, Seagull has hired a Fine. girls coach. Murfreesboro Central came open a couple of days ago. A um, An individual very close to one of our regular guests, Chip Walters. Um, Kyle Turnham, who is the color analyst with Chip on MTSU men's basketball, stepped down as girls coach at Murfreesboro, at Murfreesboro Central. Um, Kyle was a one-time, I think, grad assistant at MTSU when – he and I were on campus at the same time, and um, he has coached in and around Middle Tennessee. Um, he was a uh, men's basketball coach at Chattanooga State at one time. Um, most prior to his stint at Murfreesboro Central, he was boys coach at Blackman. So, But um, he stepped down. I think he'd been at Murfreesboro Central for 10 years and just felt like he needed to step back for a little bit. Would not call it a resignation, according to Cecil Joyce of the Daily News Journal. But um, stepping back, seeing what's next. Hopefully he will continue his radio duties because I think he and Chip do a fantastic job. If you get a chance to listen to that, it's a treat. So, And Oakland boys are open. Oakland obviously. boys are open, thanks to Troy Bond <laughs> going to Brentwood. So, yeah. It's it, there, there's a lot of coaching positions and in I mean, Tennessee I it's, available. It, it's that time of year, obviously. It and is. So we got to find out who's who, who's retiring, so we know what what teachers we can hire. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's the that's and the sometimes real. that's more difficult than you think. Oh no! Uh, no. Sometimes those decisions from, from the teacher's end aren't made until you know they're, they're made. And in my case, it was kind of made at the last minute. Yeah, uh, and I, stuff. So. Uh, some that, that kind of handcuffs will, that kind of handcuffs the principal sometimes. Some teachers will do the let me take my forty two yeah. sick days that I have built up over the last twenty two years, and and dip out, and then some will not. So it just you never know. Um, it gets coaches co- coaching situations, especially in this county, as we've seen. I mean, Columbia Central has a lot of has a lot of coaches in their building that aren't coaching and that's just that's I mean, that's one of the tough things about hiring in high school especially around here is that those coaching positions are tied to teaching available teaching positions mm-hmm. and and that makes it really really difficult uh sometimes it makes it difficult that's to find cool. a job coming out of college i had the same problem english teachers don't leave yeah and- they, they they hang around and then and especially Mo, like we've talked about, in the, you know, with Chris Pointer and Murray County Schools trying to get away from non-faculty coaches, it, I mean, this kind of puts you in a handcuff situation. And it's going to take more than one hiring cycle, I to think, fix it to address all of that. Because <laughs> what were we we were talking about the uh, the transfer portal. You said kind of like five years to really, yeah, to to. Uh, for lack out. of a better phrase, mm-hmm. to flush it all out. Yeah, I mean, I'd hate to be a high school athlete coming out right now with everything that's going on. Um, you know, there, there's. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I can Good see you morning. Yeah, um, <laughs> that'll wake you up. Yeah, the the lack of mobility. I mean, if you're a high school kid trying to get to JUCO. You know, JUCO kids have nowhere to go. It's just bottlenecking 
badly. But getting back to your point, I, I think it's going to be a very similar situation as you try to make that transition to or away from non-faculty coaches because there are so many of them in this county. Yes, there are. Yes, there are. So, again, I guess the said all that to say that Jeremy Jean is, is the new be girls the basketball coach at summertime. <laughs> all the yeah. way around and to that. Congratulations to him. <laughs> as they the um, long way around the world. <laughs> as they try to, um, well, they won't try to repeat their Class A state championship game run because they won't be in Class A. That's correct. They'll, they'll be moving up to um, – to double A in the new four class system next year. So moving on up. Something like that. To double A. All right. Well, again, great show. Stick around. We got uh Seth Anderson coming up in the next segment. But before we get there, we gotta give you today's rundown. This is the rundown. The Friday Rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support local youth sports in southern Middle Tennessee. In baseball action on Thursday, one of the Division 2A quarterfinal series saw Columbia Academy season come to an end. The Bulldogs fell 2-1 to one in nine innings in game one of their best-of-three matchup at Christian Academy of Knoxville and then 10-2 in the second game for a sweep on Thursday. Also on Thursday, Christ Presbyterian and the Kings Academy split a pair, CPA winning 14-5 and the Kings Academy winning 3-2. Also splitting were Grace Christian and Tipton Rosemark, the Lions defeating TRA 8-7. Tipton Rosemark coming back for a 5-0 victory. In softball action, it's Division II quarter, Division II A quarterfinals. Uh, Tipton Rosemark defeated Middle Tennessee Christian 12-7, and Tipton Rosemark will advance to the state tournament. In boys' soccer action last night in the Region 3 AAA Finals, it was Ottawa 3, Cleveland 0. In the Region 4 AAA Finals, it was Oakland 2, Columbia Central 0, which means Columbia will travel to Ottawa uh, tomorrow, and Oakland will host Cleveland. The Friday baseball schedule in Class A sectional action, Gordonsville travels to Moore County. Loretta will play at East Robertson. And at 7 o'clock tonight, Summertown will host Richland. In Class AA, Giles County goes to Greenbrier. Nolansville will host Martin Luther King. In Class AAA, Ravenwood plays at Beach. And Clarksville will travel to Independence. That is a 4 o'clock game, three hours before Independence's graduation ceremonies should be interesting. <laughs> the traffic getting out of there is not going to be easy. Oh, enjoy that. In Division 2A Game 3 quarterfinal action, the Kings Academy will play at Christ Presbyterian Academy and Grace Christian will play at Tipton Rosemark. Those winners will advance to next week's Final Four. In softball action today, the Class A sectionals, Eagleville travels to Trousdale County while Huntland will host Gordonsville. 
Loretto is heading up to Houston County. Take on <laughs> Haley Brooks and the folks. And uh, Summertown will host Joe Burns. In the Class 2A sectionals, Forrest is hosting White House Heritage. And uh, in the Class 3A sectionals, Coffee County will travel to Saudi Daisy. Summit travels to Springfield, while Dixon County will host Clarksville. Tomorrow in soccer action, as I just told you, Columbia will travel to Ottawa, while uh, Oakland will host Cleveland. Brentwood will go to Station Camp, while Franklin will host Smyrna. And so that should be fun. That Columbia Central game at Ottawa is at 6 o'clock Central Time. Also, Summertown softball game today is at 5.30. Gotcha. So, all right. All right, that will do it for your Friday Rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. When we come back, we'll talk to Columbia Academy softball coach Seth Anderson. So stick around on the show. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, live from the Lee Company studio. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Sports and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, along with Mo Patton, Coach Mike, Andrew Moore, coming to you live from the Lee Company studio here on West 7th in Columbia, where it is a beautiful day outside. Another beautiful day after yesterday's almost perfect day. I think we're getting ready to have a bunch of these in a row. Chamber of and Commerce I'm here for weather. It. We literally had Chamber of Commerce weather because we were with the Chamber of Commerce <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Michael Long, you will see someone in Summertown tonight. <laughs> and I assume there will be uh, food involved on the way down at some point. Not necessarily. You eating here before well, you go? It's we, an early. It's an early game, and we have lunch. That's true. Yeah. So, uh, just be surprised, Michael. Yeah. Just, just you know, when we when, we don't necessarily like announcing our presence with when, authority. When someone shows up, just you know, make just sure appreciate to appreciate it. Play the play the applause theme over the over just you know over the pa system and don't be stalking whoever shows up with pictures <laughs> ah that was funny though <laughs> listen they uh 
We got a picture of Mo. Get, I guess he's getting. Were you getting lineup mm-hmm. cards? He was getting lineup sheets, and uh, I just I posted on Twitter. I said, you know, when you're a Hall of Famer, they just let you run the pregame meetings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> former <laughs> former coach. He he knows how it yeah. goes. That's right. <laughs> there we go. Wow. Oh man. And so, which team were you representing when you went out there? <laughs> Yeah, there you go. The neutral team. Um, Speaking of softball and playoffs, we have with us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, Columbia Academy softball coach Seth Anderson, who's taking his team to the final four over in Murfreesboro, where they will play for a – state championship next week so that's exciting coach welcome into the show thanks for joining us hey thank you for having me this morning seth um as as chris just said uh, you are qualified for the division 2a final four with um wednesday sweep of visiting boyd buchanan Two years ago, you guys won the ninth, the 2019 state championship in Class A. Just tell me, which which setup do you like better? <laughs> because I've got my theories. Uh, the the Division One setup is a little easier to uh, to figure out, but I really like the the idea of a three game set there, and, and what I would do the sub state is what I called it. Mm-hmm. I think it's the state quarterfinals. Um, but I really like that that three game series. I think that's pretty interesting, uh, pretty fun way to to do that. Um, and then obviously uh, moving on from that, get to four teams left. Um, you know, it, it it shortens it a little bit once you get to to Murfreesboro. I'm assuming it shortens it once you get to Murfreesboro. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> no, get, get get to that point. Uh, not so short. Not so short. You know. <laughs> You know, I guess going back to your question, when we were in Division One, uh, playing our district tournament, region tournament, we were able to get that in in about two and a half weeks. And uh, it, we played four games in a two-and-a-half-week time span uh, here um, earlier this month. And that, that was a challenge that we had to deal with because with our schedule, we're used to playing four uh, games a week. Uh, so having those extra days of, of rest uh, – you know, practice is great, but at some point you want to get back on the field against some other team, and uh, so that was something we had to have to deal with this year. You know that that elongated schedule there in the postseason didn't seem to affect you guys a whole lot. Um, with the two wins on Wednesday, ten nothing in game one, thirteen three on in game two. You've now won twenty four straight heading into the state uh, semifinals, I guess. You know. Streaks are nice. Championships are better. I mean, how do you feel about a streak like that, taking that into the the state tournament and the target that that kind of puts on your back, I would think? Well, you know, I, I, honestly, I really didn't think about how many we'd won straight. Um, I don't know if you remember two years ago, we, we had the countdown on our wrist, and, and that's what it is this year. We're trying to win three more. Uh, when, when our next three, um, don't worry about what we've done in the past, but, but when our next three, and, uh, if we can do that, uh, then obviously it's going to end, uh, how we want it to. Um, 
So, you know, it starts out with, with the game Tuesday. Um, uh, that's what we've got to focus on. Is the championship a three-game series? No. No, th- th- now you're in a four-team double elimination. That's- double elimination. Okay. That makes sense. I, I, we are so unversed in Division <laughs> 2. As are you to some degree, I would think. I mean, you've really had to learn a lot of this on the fly, especially with last season not getting played. Right. Yeah, you know, uh, me me, and Coach Eustep both have, have been on all kinds of different websites looking for information, whether it was about the this state 12 round or the, the state quarterfinals or even now uh, into the, I guess you called it the semifinals. Um, I, I'm just calling it state. You know, I, I consider once you get to Murfreesboro, that's, that's when the state tournament kind of starts. Uh, everything leading up to that is, is uh, the qualification for that. But, uh, yeah, we, we, you know, you've seen a, I've seen a bracket on the TWSAA website that's not filled out yet. And there's a Division Two website that it is filled out. Um, so you, you, I mean, you're trying to get as much information information as possible. And um, like I said, I'm still waiting on confirmation from TWSAA uh, to see what what our schedule is looking like next week. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Columbia Academy softball coach Seth Anderson, the Lady Bulldogs headed to the state tournament for the. <laughs> Second straight year, I guess, since there wasn't a season. state tournament last year. Second but, consecutive season, yeah, I guess. Um, Seth, I would think you have to be really pleased with the way you guys are playing, even with the lapses in play from the region semifinals to the region finals to the state sectionals or whatever you refer to that series against Boyd Buchanan. Um Again, back-to-back run rule contests on Wednesday. Twenty strikeouts out of your two pitchers. Um, how do you improve on that next week, or do you? Oh no, you, you got to you got to improve, and that was kind of the focus. Uh, you know, after the two games, I you know I told the girls, um, you know, enjoy it. I mean, be proud of yourself for winning these two games, but go back and look. And recognize one what you did well, you know. Let, let let's recognize that. But two, also look at what we did wrong, what we messed up on. And you know, you said two run rule games, yeah. But we we left some runners on. Uh, there's some at bats that we had that that we need to do better on. Um, I thought pitching did really well. Uh, uh, as you mentioned, the 20 strikeouts, but fielding we can clean it up for sure. Um, so that, that's the focus today when we go practices. You know, it, it's about getting better. Find a way to get better. Uh, you know, Wednesday between game one and game two, and then today find a way to get better. And, and I think if we do that, then we'll put ourselves in a good position. Um, you know, don't be satisfied and don't sit back and and just say, "Well, we we made it." No, it, it's about getting better uh, every time you step out on the field. Left seventeen on in those two games Wednesday. That, that was it. The total was seventeen. Yeah, that's too many. <laughs> <laughs> that's way. That, too that's many. a lot. Even I mean, you scored twenty three runs, but you left seventeen yeah. on, and then right. You know, yeah. and we talked about it after the Good Pasture game. You know, Good Pasture. Uh, I think it was it was ten in scoring position, fourteen total, ten mm-hmm. in scoring position. Um, 
so like you said, uh, you know, we, we've had success here recently, but uh, we can we can definitely do better. And that's my job is to make sure that that they're focused and and they they bring that mindset every time we step out there. Coach, having seen you play several times this year and knowing the type of the type of team that you are putting on the on the field and the product we all know in the softball world that good pitching typically beats good hitting almost every time you are fortunate enough to have two incredibly good pitchers Absolutely. how important has that been to this team's success that's been huge um you know we've talked after games and anytime we get a lead uh, with our pitching staff we feel very confident whether it's Avery whether it's Journey um, you know one they have the ability to, to really neutralize tough lineups uh, that we face and then also the defense behind them uh, it, it's pretty impressive as well um, not a lot of holes uh, but behind our pitchers uh, but they've done a great job if you look uh, their ERAs, they're, they're both right at or under one. Um, both have over 100 and over 130 strikeouts, 140 strikeouts on the year. Um, they, they've done a great job uh, in the circle uh, for us. Um, and then you mentioned the lineup as well. If, like I said, if we, if we can get a lead, uh, we feel confident that they can they can hold other teams at bay. I would just like to um, make note that Seth Anderson just said in the circle. For those of you who think there's a mound on a softball field, there is not. They are in a circle, and they don't pitch from a mound. But thank you, Coach, for, for letting me make that clear. Um, okay, so you 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 talked about you know the the success and the performance of Journey Mitchell and and Avery Slaughter in the circle. I got to talk about Zoom Zoom at the plate, my Leah Hardy. Um, all right, Seth, two years ago when you guys went to the state, you had a pitcher slash hitter in Brittany Adair who is now playing down at Freed Hardeman doing some great things. I think they were right on the verge of the national tournament earlier this week if they didn't get in. But um, And she was y'all's leading home run hitter. You you really filled those shoes in a big way with with Malia's arrival. She has broken the single season home run record at Columbia Academy, previously set by Shelby Birchall, and all she did was go on and play at the University of Tennessee. I've had so many coaches ask me after the game, "Hey, where is Eleven going?" I said, "She's coming back here. She's a junior." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know to see their faces fall when you tell them that. But you know, just. Talk about her impact on this lineup and on this team. Oh, you know, it's been huge. Um, you, you see from the home run uh, Wednesday night, she had 18 and 19 on the year, uh, which, like you said, the, the previous record was 16 uh, by Shelby. Uh, so she's, she's topped that as a junior. Um, and and that, that's the quick thing to look at. But, man, if you watch her other at-bat, um, one, she, she's not getting great pitches just because teams teams have heard of her. When they are pitching to her, they're, they're being careful. And, uh, you know, when, when she's getting uh, pitches that are, you know, um, you know, tough to hit and good pitcher pitches, she still finds a way to barrel it up. And, you know, she's 
leading the team and RBIs. Um, she's batting, I think, right at 500. Um, obviously, the home runs, 19 home runs. Um, so she she set cleanup there for most of the season uh, going into the actually two games into the region tournament. She still set cleanup for us. Um, and then when we played Middle Tennessee, they they walked her uh, every time she got up. Uh, so we made a little tweak and, and put her in the two spot. Um, and now that, that kind of forces uh, forces the, the other team fans just because, uh, you know, what you got sitting behind her. Mm-hmm. When you can, when you kind of dictate uh, who, who's getting pitches thrown to them, uh, that, that really helps us out because that allows us to, to either get runners in scoring position uh, or, uh, you know, have, Maybe Tori Duvall, who's batting only five thirty, only, uh, only five thirty, <laughs> yeah, uh, sitting right behind her. Um, so it, it it's huge the impact that she has on a game, um, not just when she hits home runs, but uh, what she forces other teams to do strategically. Uh, that, that's big. I'm I really mean, waiting on somebody to put Malia on and Tori to go yard behind her. <laughs> well, it, it's almost impossible. You can't. You can't walk the number two hitter when Carly Quillen is on base. You can't just put that person on and put two on for your number three hitter with nobody out. Like that's you just can't do that strategically. So you have to then pitch to her. If if Quillen's on base, she's gonna get pitched to. And that's what Boyd Buchanan did in game one and, and she made and it pay. was suddenly a two nothing ball game. So yeah. <laughs> Quick. Yeah. Nothing you yeah. can do about it. It's just that that's and that's that is the fortunate part of having, you know, a great leadoff hitter and then somebody that you know, that can do that can make a game two nothing that quick. Very Ronald Acuna, Freddie Freeman ish. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Seth's a big Braves fan too. And Absolutely. Sorry, we're, coach. We're, we're, we're going to have to figure out something about Jacob Webb here. We're going to get to that in the next hour. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's killing me. Uh, we are here on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Columbia Academy softball coach Seth Anderson, whose Lady Bulldogs will be heading to Spring Fling next week. They will play Tuesday against an opponent to be determined in the um, Final Four of the Division 2A state softball tournament um seth appreciate you taking some time with us this morning absolutely thank y'all for having me thank y'all for for what y'all do and getting recognition of these athletes get their names out there um i I really appreciate that well we're trying and in in out of respect for chris uh won't mention the post-game party that you guys have stop Stop yeah. killing me. Yeah. <laughs> Seth, thanks a lot, man. We'll catch up with you. We'll catch up with you next week. I appreciate it. Thank y'all. All right, bye-bye. I'm going to get some crawfish next week because we're going to have to go to Champies on a Thursday. <laughs> I'm going to get some now. There's nothing I can do about it. There we go. Uh, that was Seth Anderson on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline getting ready for that state tournament over in Murfreesboro next week. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk about some of the soccer that took place last night, CA baseball, and we'll tell you where Columbia Central, uh, Columbia Central's pentathlon athlete finished in the state finals. So all of that 
on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be right back from the Lee Company studio. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton here. Coach Mike and Andrew Moore, live from the Lee Company studio right here in Columbia, Tennessee, as JP Plant walks through the front door of the radio station for his making his appearance for his nine o'clock show. I'm kidding. <laughs> Just giving you a hard time, JP. Just giving you a hard time. He got wow. here at nine forty eight for his nine o'clock wow. show. Wow, you went there. <laughs> this, you he's went, like, you just gonna call me out like that on the air in, in front of God and everybody. <laughs> hey, oh man, that's Gosh. harsh. I I don't know what I would do if I couldn't give JP a hard time occasionally because he gives he gives us a hard time and it's 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 fun. I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Let me give you some some real quick uh, a the the state large school decathlon and pentathlon uh, championships were held at Austin P State uh, over the last couple of days. I think the decathlon is today, and the pentathlon was yesterday. And well, the, the decathlon is a two day event, so it may have been yesterday and, and today. today. Yeah, yeah, it finishes today. Mm-hmm. I guess is. Um, but, um, Columbia Central's Lillian Moore, uh, finished eighth out of 12 competitors, but she set a school record in the 800, uh, with 223.37. So, and I believe she is a junior, so she'll get another shot at that next year. So that's something that she and, Coach Steele can build on. No doubt. So. Uh, Brentwood's Holland Powers uh, took state. Elise Dobson out of Nolansville was a silver medalist. And Franklin County's Gracie Morse took third. Solid. So. Um, Lillian will be in the large class state track and field championships that will take place, I believe, Thursday. Out at Rockvale, she'll be running in both the 100 and the 300 meter hurdles. So, so she's of, not done. Oh, a couple of scheduling updates as well. We got some time, some game times for uh, Summit Softball. First pitch at 7 p.m. up, up at Springfield. Springfield, and Loretto's first pitch at East Robertson will be at 8 p.m. Eight. 
Well, like you said. I guess the boys are playing. Uh, well, <laughs> baseball is playing up at. No? Loretto is at East Robertson. Okay, in baseball. In baseball. Okay, so they're playing the early game and then East Robertson. Well, wait a minute. Um, What did you just say? East Robertson baseball and Loretto baseball are is playing at 8 o'clock for whatever reason. I guess because, you know, to get from Loretto to East Robertson, you might have to go to Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know how else you get there. <laughs> <laughs> Mo's face is just like, I, I don't understand. I, don't, I have never heard of an 8 o'clock start you, for a high school baseball game unless there was some type of a scheduling conflict. Maybe they're graduating at 6 and they're going to play baseball at 8. After? Wouldn't that be something? That would be interesting. Hey, all I'm saying is Loretto folks who don't get a hotel room somewhere nearby won't get home till about 2. A hotel room nearby? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nearby relative to Loretto. <laughs> you still have to drive 45 minutes to get one of those. <laughs> oh, man. That's a. Uh, I don't. Uh. East Robertson High School is located in Cross Plains, Tennessee. Cross Plains, Tennessee is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it's not like Loretto's a booming metropolis, you know. <laughs> No, but it's at least on a United States highway. Highway, yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> Cross Plains. You don't is... have to. You don't have to turn left at the Big Oak, huh? <laughs> I mean, I guess. I guess Cross Plains is on sixty-five. I mean, it's right there off sixty-five, right? I don't know that it's right off sixty-five, but yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, it, Cross Plains proper is according to Google Maps. Oh. <laughs> Okay. It goes across 65. Now, that's probably just so they can get whatever tax revenue comes off this map go here. But <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> anyway, soccer last night. Soccer. Uh, yeah, Central goes to Oakland, and for the second time this season, falls 2 to nothing this time in the Region 4 AAA Finals. They fell 3-2 to two earlier this month. They had led that one two to one. Oakland scored twice in the final four minutes. They didn't wait this time around. Um, went up early. Victor Ramirez, who has been deadly off of set pieces here during the postseason, missed a penalty kick mm-hmm. that would have tied the game at one. And then um, Oakland picked up another goal late. And this is. I mean, clearly from the fact that they've beaten Central twice, this is a really good Oakland soccer team because Central is really good. That was just their third loss of the year. They, again, lost once to Oakland earlier. They lost to Station Camp, which, as you mentioned, plays um, host Brentwood in a sectional tomorrow. So, so Central travels to Ottawa, which is just outside of Chattanooga, um, with a – chance to break through and and get to the state they have this will be their third straight sectional they hosted cookville two years ago and fell in the sectional round they went to cookville in 18 and and lost in the sectional so they keep knocking on the door and as bum phillips said hopefully they can kick it in tomorrow night down at Ottawa. so yeah, I literally kick it in. 
<laughs> Sorry, that was good. <laughs> Hopefully they can. No pun intended. Yeah. Kick that it one, right in. That one snuck up At on me. At least once. <laughs> oh. I'd like to kick a few in, actually, but yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's it's unfortunate. I mean, it, it was a it was a quick. You know, I'm kind of watching the the Twitter, and I see the you know, 25 minute goal from Oakland, and then they go to halftime, and I think it was it was one nothing at halftime, and then the late goal, and I thought, man, you know, you you got to figure out, you know, how to how to get on the board at some point. And it just never happened. And I'm curious as to how Oakland defended them if they used the the shovel method. I don't think they did. I, I don't think they did. I, I think th- Oakland is just just as fast. Yeah, and I um, think that's the key. You know, Greg Sidlowski texted me after the game last night, and hang on, did he tell you how they did it? Said Oakland's good everywhere. Yeah, they are. <laughs> um, Oakland's depth was an issue. Um, they had a couple of guys out. Um, Columbia Central did in hoping to get them back for the the Ottawa game. So, you know that um, that Stewart's Creek semifinal on Tuesday night was a somewhat physical affair, and and they got knocked around a little bit. Stewart's Creek did as well, but. Central had to go on with some of their knocked around folks, so they were they were shorthanded a little bit last night, and no that doubt. doesn't help against a pretty good Oakland team. Right, Columbia Academy fell in two yesterday. Uh, the first game, a two to one loss uh, in nine innings to the defending three time defending three time defending state champion three time three time defending state champions. Uh, Christian Academy Christian of Knoxville. Academy, Knoxville. Um, Luke Harms singled after uh, who was pitching? Uh, For Columbia Academy starter. Off. Or, yeah. So 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 it's scoreless through eight. Yeah. Right. Brian Baranek throws eight scoreless innings. It's zero zero going into the ninth. Um, Tyler Stevens with an RBI base hit in the top of the ninth puts uh, CA up one nothing. Bottom of the ninth, Berenik comes out. I assume it's a pitch count one eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pitch count situation. Yeah, and so he's too short of all he can throw if he was at one eighteen. Mason Raffoff comes in first pitch up and out for one one tie. And then um, CAK scores again he got, to walk it off. So he got two outs in the tenth, and then there was a, a double. So they intentionally walked the next guy, setting up you know a force a force play, and um, Luke Harms walked it off. Andrew Cribs comes in to score uh, with a single. So that that's a tough one right there because Columbia Academy really needed to win that just to get a little confidence, and then. After the deflating loss in the next game, um, they give up four runs in the first three innings and then five in the seventh to <clears throat> put it away. And Final there's 10-2. Just, just a tough night uh, all around. In game one, 
for Columbia Academy. Uh, the Bulldogs were led by Tanner Ham, who had a couple of hits. They only had three hits in the game. Tanner had, was two for five. Uh, and, and Tyler, Tyler Stevens yeah. had a had a hit. He had the he had the RBI. Um, so again, tough night uh, in game two. Real quick, um, Max Ballard with a couple of hits. Tanner Ham, Kavars Tears, Bryant Baranek all had hits. So. Baranek hit a two run homer. Yeah, and so, um, so CA finishes the year thirty two and nine. That's tough. Yeah. But, all right, that's going to do it for the first hour. When we come back, we're going to talk more baseball. We've got Jeff Hem of the Nashville Sounds uh, joining us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. So stick around on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Live from the Lee Company Studio. 